I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. I guess still day six of day six without NBA basketball. The one more thinking, the quarantine master. What you got for me? The quarantine bear. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Quarantine bear. Quarantine raccoon. Um, I was going with Berenstein bears. Uh, dude, oh, that's we read those books all the time. I we bet. have stacks, stacks of them uh, that my son just loves to just throw around the house. And uh, it's been good. Yeah, six days, and we've tried staying in uh, as much as we can. Uh, I think I've been the only one that's left the house uh, here and there. But it's kind of just weird right now. We just keep on pushing through, and uh, pods just keep coming, and this is where we're at right now. We keep coming up with ideas, and we've heard from you out there. Uh, people have reached out and said that you appreciate us still doing podcasts, and we appreciate you guys still listening. A good number of you, pretty much our our base audience, the ones that even listen after you know really bad Spurs losses. Those <laughs> those people are still listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks so much for still listening. On today's show, we are going to break down what I'm going to call the woulda, shoulda, coulda playoff preview. Right, like this is what it would be, could be. Should be. Um, whenever the NBA comes back, we talked about it a little bit yesterday on the show. You know, the NBA could, you know, it's projecting to come back in like mid June and you'll play a couple games and then, um, you know, go into the playoffs. That's, you know, best case scenario. Again, the uh, Board of Governors are meeting on Tuesday, today on Tuesday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. So all of that could have changed, right? They could push it back and, you know, say the NBA is canceled. You know, we don't know. But we wanted to go through because we think it's still fun to go through all the playoff matchups. And just kind of talk about them as if they were actually going to happen and if they're going to happen in June at this point. And then talk about them, you know, we will preview them again when they actually happen. But uh, we're going to go through all the playoff matchups and talk about that. Are you in favor of the NCAA dropping the, like, bracket for the fun of it? Oh, like giving out, like, you know, Selection Sunday should have been this past Sunday and, and showing the bracket. Yeah, like go ahead and doing it, and it's like, hey, here's here's the bracket that will never happen. Is it worth it? Then everybody would debate it, and like, should you? Because I, I actually have seen some college basketball like analysts and stuff say, yeah, they should have already done that. They should have uh, given at least these teams and these players the satisfaction of knowing that they made the tournament. That it's something to oh, some of these true. guys and stuff. And uh, that, I don't know, I think it would be fun. I mean, it'd be fun for content people to debate on. It would be kind of similar to what we're about to do now of, oh, look at these matchups and what could have happened and all this stuff. Yeah, content-wise, I'm totally in, obviously, right? Like, we would want to yeah. debate that. We wouldn't talk about that. We probably wouldn't do it on this show. But for a player, I'm trying to get in the mind of a player thinking, would that just be torture for them for the rest of their lives knowing, oh, man, we could have beat Seton Hall. You know what I mean? Like, thinking about <laughs> yeah. their, their first-round matchup or whoever. Thinking about that, I'm still know. wondering if Luca would have beat Seton Hall. But it is a good if, point, though, that some teams don't know. Like if they were on the bubble, right? If a team was on the bubble and they don't know if they're going to make it in or not, you know, I think I would want to know. So yeah, go ahead and drop it. Why have they not dropped it already? I don't know. Or if maybe like you're one of the top teams. College basketball has been super weird this year. But you know, Every, if you're one of those top teams, and college you, basketball's weird <laughs> all the time. 
it is weird. But if you get like a number one seed and you're like, hey, yeah, I finished, you know, as a number one seed this year, and that that would be cool, I guess. I don't know. But either way, maybe it could be a question that we asked Jalen Brunson on this podcast if he ever uh, can hop, hop on. So uh, I, shout out to everybody who tweeted at him. He tweeted at us this morning. And uh, yeah, let's just let's make this thing happen. He tweeted at us on Monday morning an awesome gif of him picking up the phone and saying, "Call." He added "Locked On Mavs," which is awesome. Uh, Jalen, if you're out there, DM us, DM us, and uh, let us know when you're available. We we can I can do any time. <laughs> I literally have so much time on my hands right now. So <laughs> let me know. We'll do the pod, and uh, it'll be fun. We won't we won't get into too much hard stuff. We'll try to keep it fun. That's what we usually try to do on this show. So. Uh, oh yeah, and I wonder if people just tweeted at him or if he actually listened. If he actually listened, that'd be pretty awesome. Like, the owner of the Mavericks yeah. is a daily listener, so if if you know if he listened, <laughs> then Jalen Brunson should listen too. Y'all would be surprised the people who listen to this pod. Anyway. Also, anti shout out to the guy that keeps responding to all Lockdown Mavs things with "No, you should listen to the, the uh, this other Mavs pod instead." Anti shout out to that guy. I'm not even gonna say his name. Everyone on Twitter knows uh, who he I is. I don't know who this guy is. All right. Um, before we get to the playoff preview, I have a Florida story. Ooh. I'm Remember, I, so everybody, every, everybody knows I've been telling these. Oh, I have an update on a Florida story, and then I have an actual Florida story. You need to tell all your people down in Florida to get off these dang beaches. The that's thing is, you, it's, that, the thing is Florida people don't go to those beaches. It's people from out of town. Do your duty and just go down there. No one goes to those signs. beaches that lives in Florida. They all, you know, they have their own. By the way, I've been to the beach since the quarantine, you know, since all of this. However, I went to the beach and I was way far away from anyone else, right? Like I was definitely within my six to eight foot radius. There was no one anywhere near me. There's enough beach to spread out. That's the thing I never understand, but maybe well, some I'm- of these pictures of people on beaches right now. It's making me uh, always head- joke that said, hey, if you want to lose faith in humanity, go work in retail. But uh, <laughs> right now, this is uh, this is uncharted territories on losing faith in humanity. Right People now. on the beach head to toe with each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the update on the Florida story. So I told you about Doc Brown that, that walks up and down our street, right? This guy in a lab coat with the crazy white hair that has this yeah. really long, you know, four piece wagon that he pulls and he has all this weird stuff in it. Yeah. My father-in-law was visiting this, this past weekend. He, he, uh, he, he had this trip planned for a long time and he came before all this, you know, stuff happened basically. And, uh, he came back today from going out and he was like, we saw him. <laughs> he, he saw doc Brown. So it's real. We have three confirmed eyewitnesses. It's like he's a Bigfoot. A, he's a real guy. We saw it. He wears a lab coat. I swear. He's not just like wearing goes down to his knees. It's the craziest thing. Maybe he was ahead of his times and he was actually like working on. He some, was like, working on the cure. You know, oh, wow. Exactly. We owe it to this him. This is, this is, this is it right here. All right. We're going to fill this. You're going to freak this- out if there's a, if there's a press conference one day and this dude's at like the, at the podium and you're like, honey, Doc Brown is on the TV. <laughs> He's there. That's him. <laughs> Um, here's my Florida story that just happened. So a, my, my wife, my wife oh, and I, I are, was it. we're sitting, no, we're sitting on our front. Um, I guess it's a porch. It's just like a little area with the table sitting there eating dinner. And all of a sudden this car pulls up in front of our driveway and stops in front of our driveway. And we look at it and you know, it's this older couple that are, you know, probably in their sixties or late early sixties or late fifties, whatever. 
and the guy gets out of the the you know the car. He's, he's in the driver's seat and he gets out and he starts walking towards our fence. I'm like, this is kind of weird. So I and my dog is barking at him incessantly. So I go to pick him up. The guy looks at me and he timidly asks a question like, "Hey, um, do you know?" And he couldn't finish his question. He just was so he didn't really know what to ask. And he kept saying, you know "Do you uh, do you know what um where Sean is?" And I was like. First of all, I have no idea who Sean is. He goes, oh, well, he, he's your neighbor. He lives up there. I was like, oh, well, I'm a great neighbor. <laughs> I was like, like Mendez? He was like, well, well, you didn't exchange muffins when uh, you moved in. <laughs> they're supposed to exchange muffins with me. That's true. And then he says, uh, he says, well, do you know where he is? I was like, well, I don't. I didn't know his name, so no, I don't know where he, where he is or where he went. He goes, oh, man. So we're looking for this. Uh, we're looking for a gnome tree. I was like. He had to have said that wrong, right? He didn't, oh, this is a this is a drop point. He did not just say gnome tree to me, like G N O M E, um, and I said gnome tree. Like I have no idea what that means. And he goes, oh, okay, well, you never heard of it. Uh, it's like by he's he kept trying to explain it to me, like I would have, it would eventually you know rack my brain, and I would know what it was. He said it's by some water. Is there water around here? And I just pointed. Oh I said, Lord. well, the ocean's like ten minutes that way. <laughs> If you want to try and find it by the ocean, but I've never seen a gnome tree. Because oh, okay, well, how do we get there? He was asking me how to get to the ocean. I'm like, you have a phone or a GPS or something you could just put in ocean. You just find Am it. Am I supposed to know what a gnome tree is? I'm sitting here trying to figure this me out. Me either. This is the same thing. Okay. I'm sitting here like I have no idea what a gnome tree is. I'm so confused, just like you. I'm sitting there. I have no idea. I turn around and as the guy gets starts walking back to his car, I look at my wife and I say. He was looking for a gnome tree, and she goes, oh, I know exactly where that is. And she gets up and gives him directions to this gnome tree. And uh, this couple was from Wisconsin, and they know about this tree, and like they saw it on social media or something. It's literally this tree by this river where people oh, come man. from all over the place, and they put a gnome down with a letter, and then they take a letter or something, and then they leave the gnome with a letter, and then somebody will write a letter back to them. It's like this weird pen pal thing where you leave a gnome and Avery and my wife said there's like hundreds of gnomes around this little tree. They came from Wisconsin. Wisconsin to do to the drop gnome off tr- a freaking troll. And this is why we're quarantined. Just because of people like that. Oh my. Anyway, that was a dumb story, but it was so confusing. That's I mean, I guess that's what retirement looks like. <laughs> Heck, that could have been what what Dirk was doing in the minivan. He was he was trying to get to the gnome tree, and he got stuck in the mud. And Darren Williams had to bail him out. Oh man, uh, what would this podcast be without ten minutes of nonsense at the beginning? By the way, for, speaking of nonsense, Isaac and I will be live tonight on Tuesday, eight Let's p.m. Go. Central Time on Hot Mike. You can download the Hot Mike app, put in the code Nick Van Exit. And then follow me. My channel is Nick Van Exit. We will be live doing a live lockdown maps. We'll record the pod and we're playing game pods. We're doing all the fun game pods. We actually just scheduled this out. Uh, we're going to be playing Play Trade Wave. We're going to be playing Sottenham Shamer Frame. That's you know an all time favorite. We're we'll doing some fast track questions, some big questions about you know the topics of today. Uh, we'll be playing the birthday game. We have to guess you know players that have their birthday in March. That'll be fun going back and forth. We'll do the name game. We'll play what's worse, so we'll give you two scenarios, and you have to say what's worse. We're going to do a fantasy draft, which is going to be fun, and uh, and you can you can get involved in this in the chat if you join on Hot Mike. And then we'll be doing some big rapid fire type questions about the NBA. So that should be super fun. Join Did us. You on say Hot we're Mike. bringing back Sotnam Shame. Did you say that? Sotnam Shame or Framed? Yep, we're bringing that one back. That's <laughs> Guys, back in the day, if you've just joined the pod, 
Back in the day, we used to do this quite frequently. Actually, tweet at us. Tweet at us on Tuesday if you've been listening so long that you remember when we used to do Satnam Shames all the time. <laughs> and we used to do this segment frequently on the pod to where we would basically put people's takes on blast. And we would find it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. We would read them, pretty much make fun of them. Anybody with a bad take, it was mostly bad trade like trade proposals. Somebody would put up a bad trade proposal, yeah. and then we'd say, this is a Sodom. We'll put them on Sodom shame uh, because of Sodom saying, you know, in, in memory yeah. of Sodom. Yeah, so, so anyway, we used to do that. And then somebody came at us really hard uh, saying that we did not have their permission to use their tweet as we put them on blast and uh we kind of just retired it for a bit but you know what right now we just don't care no we bring it back for the game pod and then we're using yeah. facebook mostly and so people don't get as get as upset so mass facebook is a whole different it's full, it's full. fantasy land all right coming up let's actually get into the playoff preview now that we've done you know 15 minutes. minutes of nonsense at the beginning. Let's talk about Would y'all about listen this. to a podcast where we would just talk? <laughs> they ha- they are right now. <laughs> That's true. Let's do that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into this playoff preview. Let's go through Let's go through the East real quick. Um, first round matchup will be Milwaukee versus Orlando. I mean, that's a that's a four-game sweep, right? There, there's just I know, no I know shot. You, you, yeah, well, I know you prefaced this earlier, but we're obviously talking about this because if there is the possibility that they come back and they play towards the end of the season, somebody has thrown out – like people have thrown out the idea that they go straight into the playoffs. So if there is nothing that changes and we go right with the seeding as is, with everything considered, what would this look like? Yes, I agree. Milwaukee, uh, fully healthy Giannis at that point, probably in, what, June, <laughs> possibly. Um I mean, I think it wouldn't even just be a four four game sweep. It would be how much are the Bucks favored per game Ooh. in this series? Ooh, you're you're so good at setting up uh, segments that I just jump right into. <laughs> I always no, jump into I, a I segment, you and you're always like, "Let's pull back. Let's talk about this in context." Um, yes, the, the, you would look at how much. I mean, could they be favored by twelve points, fifteen points in some of these games? Oh, I think it'd be more than that. I think it'd be like sixteen plus in each game. Uh, DJ Augustine, tough, tough matchup for them. But I mean, this is a tough one for prevail. Fultz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fultz, and I mean, I don't think they'll have uh, Jonathan Isaac at that point. I guess they could. I don't know. I don't know what that injury. No, I think he's out for the uh, year. T- I think they did a uh, disabled player exception for him. Ordained pastor, yeah. brother Jonathan Isaac. Reverend, Let's go, Reverend Jonathan um, Isaac. The other, the two seven matchup, uh, Toronto Raptors, who have the longest winning streak in the league right now, as is at four games. Uh, they would play the Brooklyn Nets, who um, we're just assuming that you know Katie and Kyrie would not be back, you know, no matter at what point. That's a four game sweep, right? DeAndre Jordan. The it only thing that his health, it, it would be a four game sweep. The only thing that would stop it is one of those Karis Levert games he had the other night, where it was like it was like fifty points in an overtime. Like he would have to go absolutely nuts. That's true. Well, I think we're underestimating, you know, the defense of DeAndre Jordan against you know Siakam. Just defend his ability to defend the paint, especially pick and roll. DeAndre Jordan defending the pick and roll is just incredible. I would say that it's it's impossible to overestimate DeAndre Jordan's defense. 
That's true. <laughs> That's true. Like, I just need some help for like to to understand and to calculate just how much his defense matters. Like, his defense can help like a broadcast and help you know us understand defense a little bit more just by like watching him. You know, like that really helped me. There's a reason why he's a starter right now. So there you go. His defense helps the rest of the team. Helps him get rebounds over Luca. So yeah, those are four game sweeps. Yeah, for sure. Yes, four game sweeps. But then the two two first round series that would be absolutely incredible. I yeah. think would yes. both of them be great. The three six matchup: the Boston Celtics against the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Which if if it comes back in June, we might get healthy Ben Simmons for this for this series possibly. It, yeah, this is the one team we mentioned. Like who could benefit from this time off is Philly getting Ben Simmons back, Joel healthy. All that stuff, Matisse Tybel becoming a you know a uh, a TikTok star. Like, what does that help with his confidence? You know, have you seen him do the do some of his, I did. his TikToks? Um, man, this is a this is a crazy one. Well, it also helps Boston too. Kemba Walker getting healthy. Um, you know, the rest of that team come. The rest of that team's missed random games here and there too. Um, Gordon Hayward. This way, you know, get some more rust. <laughs> but from a, from a Boston standpoint, I mean, I don't care how confident you are in your team. This. You hate this matchup. I mean, you would re- much rather. I think if you're Boston, you would re- you would rather match up with the Heat in the first round over Philadelphia because you have literally nobody to throw at Joel Embiid. I mean, Daniel, and you have Tice. Daniel Tice is their center. He's six eight. Like I don't think yeah, people and, understand he's six eight. Yeah, you like like you like him. Like, he does good I, things. You know, I, they like they like him too, but it's just in a series like that. If Philadelphia, and that's the thing, if Philadelphia, it, even if they don't have Ben Simmons, they'll they'll play much slower with Embiid, and that you know could benefit them too. They'll they would need Ben Simmons' defense on something like a Tatum or Kemba or somebody like that. But I don't know that that would be arguably the first round series outside of you know Mavericks, of course, that I would want to watch every single game of. Yeah, and this, the Sixers have the wings to match up against, you know, Boston. You know, it, it kind of goes both ways in the sense that, you know, uh, the Sixers have, like, Ben Simmons. They have Matisse Tybel, They have Josh Richardson. Like, they have the wings to go up against the Jason Tatums, Jalen Browns, even the Kemba Walkers, uh, and the yeah. Gordon Hayward even. And then on the other side, they have Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They can go up against all those other guys. So, uh, Al Horford against his old team, that's an interesting matchup. Um, That'd be fun. And... And the fact that they would play both of those guys possibly and start both of those guys, um, which they probably wouldn't start Al Horford in the series because I don't know if you can do that against a Hayward or a Jalen Brown, right? Like that would just be too hard for Al Horford. Yeah, I don't think Horford would start. I think you'd you know, you'd probably look at Tobias or Tybal or something like that. And yeah, I mean, pretty much there's matchups for everybody except for Joel Embiid. And this right. would that would be the type of series that you'd look at Embiid and say, "Go prove you're a top six player in the league." Yeah, yeah, you have to go you dominate. Wanna, you want to be in that category? This is this is it right now. He actually posted a picture on Twitter today that was absolutely hilarious. I loved it, by the way. But, he looked exactly like. Um, do you remember in Rugrats? What was Angelica's doll's name? Cynthia. He looked exactly like Cynthia's well. hair from Rugrats. <laughs> I love that you knew that. M- Miami versus. It was like in the four. It had like. Four things of hair sticking out, and they're straight. Miami versus Indiana, the four-five matchup. This one's interesting, but I think Miami. I think Miami takes this one pretty easy. I, Victor Oladipo. Ooh, this—that's another player that. That's could, the secret one. Yes, that's the, the secret one that actually that, that could help is Victor Oladipo getting back because he just did not look. 
he did not look in sync no. or, or you know, completely healthy. And uh, even when the Mavs just recently played them, and then some of the games that I've watched of him, he just doesn't look fully back yet. Maybe this time off could help him. Yeah, that that's the team when you're looking at you know teams that you know we briefly mentioned the other day what this break or who it would benefit and I didn't mention Memphis getting Jaron Jackson or Brandon Clark back or you know Portland and Lillard healthy and you know Dallas and those Nurkic. guys people people looking at, yeah Nurkic people looking at teams across the league and be like all right what players could they possibly get back instead of man somebody like an Oladipo that Oladipo at the top of his game could change everything with Indiana, but because yeah, he just doesn't look a hundred percent yet. So that could be huge for them. I, it's just Miami is just one of those teams right now for, I just love everything that they're doing. I like Jimmy Butler come playoff time. Um, and I, I think coach Spostra is a, a really good coach. Bam is a guy that's made for the playoffs. I think his, his game, he does all the little things and you know, that's a player that you want in the playoffs. Um, you I will say I think majority of people would pick the Heat in that series, yeah. and I think like I think uh, overwhelming amount of people would pick the Heat, and I don't think it's I, like I think that could be a long series. Sabonis, Turner, Oladipo, Brogdon. if Brogdon's back, like I lo- I love what they did over the off season. Indiana did so. I think it would be a long series though. Jimmy Butler and T.J. Warren. Circled Ooh, on the Instagram true. calendar. Remember, that's that's the storyline we would bring back for this one. That would be fun. That man, that's. I hope that's the series we get, and it looks like it. Uh, Philly and Indiana are tied, basically for record, but Indiana has a tiebreaker. So if they do play any regular season games, that one could change, which mm. which would be interesting. But all right, coming up, let's get into the Western Conference. Let's finish off, you know, this playoff preview, talking about the Mavericks, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, them Thunders, them Rockets, and the Grizzlies. All right, Isaac Harris, the 1-8 matchup right now would be the Lakers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. We're doing our playoff preview. Uh, that's a four-game sweep. It might be a little – you might have one John Morant game. It's kind of fun, but I think that's no. easy sweep. No, that series is over. Four-game sweep, not even close. Wrap it up. Thanks, Ja. You <laughs> tasted the playoffs, and that's it. Let's, I, I've said this before. I, Portland's the only team that I could, I think, could get a couple games on the Lakers and at least make it like fun. He said but, a couple. They would get one game. They would get one crazy Dame game. There's a difference between saying a crazy Dame game and a crazy John Morant game. Dame's did this for a long time. No, no, no. But you said they might get. They could get a couple games on the Lakers. Like, they wouldn't get more than one game, even if they got a crazy. Yeah, Dame but game. you said the reason why they would get one game would be a crazy Dame game. I could honestly see, I mean, Dame averaging 35 to 40 oh, in yeah. the series. Oh, yeah, no, I'm with you. And they actually have C.J. McCollum. If Nurkic is healthy, some size. I, I don't get think they're the going to win stuff, two games but... against the Lakers, though. They could. That team, I wouldn't that say team I put money so, down on That team is so bad. Yeah, but I'm saying Nurkic changes things for them, I think. You have Mellow Garden, Anthony Davis? No, but I... Yeah, down there. Well, who's guarding Damian Lillard? Well, you could, Avery Bradley. You could throw Avery Bradley. Cool. You could throw Danny Green at him. You could throw you know Caruso at him. You could throw KCP at him. Like you have guys to throw. At, I mean, they don't have anybody. To well, throw Portland at has people Davis. to throw at people. You can always throw. People you could throw at any. People. You can throw Marcus Smart exactly. at Damian Lillard, and he could still put up forty like that. You know. Yeah, that's why I think the same happens with LeBron and and AD. Is Nurkic the third best player in that series? Outside of like the top two for each the team, third best player in the series or third best player in the team, I mean, fifth best player. Uh, 
Yeah, probably. If he's he- if he's healthy, but we I mean we don't know if yeah. he'll be healthy by the I was saying like if they came back in June, Nurk is just fully healthy. I think us saying Portland is such a bad team would be kind of a little unfair to him without They're Nurk. starting Melo yeah. and Trevor Reza. I mean I'm and, just saying if, if Nurk is one game, I just, I think they could win two games. I just think that they we'll could. skip the two seven matchup for now because it's Clippers Mavericks. Um three six. Three six. Denver, Houston. Uh, this would be fascinating. I would love to see this. This is this is the the same the same way that Embiid has to show. Like Jokic would have to show in this game, right? Like take the PJ Tucker matchup, PJ Tucker, and take him into the paint, and you know, and make it make him hurt. I, yes, I just want to see the small ball stuff. I've been very clear that I think that they'll be exposed come playoff time. I think teams, kind of, I mean, they already been a little bit. Um, before the season was suspended, but exposed the word think, exposed has such a different meaning now than it did, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. I, well, <laughs> I think I think they played their cards. I mean, they had to. This is the route they had to go. But I meant in a coronavirus way. <laughs> oh, okay, just the okay, word true, exposed. True. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like the whole, when we talked about Dallas with moving Porzingis to the five and, you know, certain moves that we thought would happen in the playoffs. Like if Houston thought of that in the middle of a series or something, kind of like what Rick did when he started JJ Barea in the finals It you know, if he did that for months out, it gave people time to plan. I know that's a smaller, smaller scale of that, but what Houston no, they want a title. Now. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying Houston's a whole team thing. And going just super small, I I would just love to see Jokic against them. You could say the same for the Warriors when they went Iguodala starting instead of you know Andrew Bogut. Yeah, the death lineup. Yeah, um, the, the death lineup. This one would be fascinating because like the Jamal Murray versus Russell Westbrook matchup is so it would be so fascinating because does he, does does Jamal Murray guard him because Gary Harris probably takes James Harden you know guards him and then you're asking Jamal Murray to try and take. You know Russell Westbrook, or you know even throw Will Barton on Russell Westbrook, and then the, the the production between the two of those. You think that Harden and Jokic might equal out the amount of points that they create, but between Murray and Westbrook, who can create more and who can step up? Because it, I think that series depends on one of those two guys. Yeah, that's true. Because I was thinking, Harden's just going to put up so many points in in that game, but. Denver's obviously the deeper team, but I don't know. I would just be fascinated. I don't even know where I would. I mean, I would lean. I lean Denver in that series right now, but I like. There's a world that I could see Houston taking that a longer series, winning it, Harden just going off, and they just. It's just they're just putting Jokic in pick and rolls left and right. It's not just Jokic either for Denver though. They have Paul Millsap too that could take advantage of some of that size. Like he's you know he's not the biggest guy, but he's you know a big guy, right? He could take. I do like Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant would get a lot of run in that series too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would be good, but he's about the same size as. I guess he's a little bit bigger than Robert Covington, but. Uh, okay, yeah. the four five. Oh, this is wild. Utah OKC. Utah would be the one playoff team that coming out of the break that, I mean, what do you, I don't even know what that like looks like. Do they just go back to normal? Do they, cause you know, you saw a portion of NBA Twitter who was like, man, they're, you know, just blaming Rudy about all this. The jazz isn't, you know, this is just media stuff that jazz players ain't mad. But then you see 
Donovan Mitchell, you know, on the news and stuff when he was getting interviews, like how he was expressing his emotions. Yeah, his emotions about and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, like, okay, this, you know, wasn't overblown. So I wonder how their team chemistry will be when they come back from everything, no matter when that is, and the first, like, team stuff. And if they come back for just, like, the Mark Cuban timeline of, hey, here's a four-day minicamp and then playoffs or, you know, a couple of games, whatever it is. I just wonder how that they would how they would gel as a team, but as far as matchup with the Thunder, didn't this matchup happen last year? Didn't they put out the Thunder, Paul George and Westbrook? Yeah, it was it was Paul George Westbrook, and then also this was the the game that was going to play, bef- you know, before Rudy Gobert tested oh, yeah. positive. Like there's so many things with this matchup, and yeah, you could have you know Rudy Gobert kind of ostracized by the rest of the team, and then. Oklahoma City is a team that can take advantage of a team that's disjointed, right? They have those three guards yeah. that can just pick you apart in different, in completely different ways, all three of them. And they're they're a pretty well run team. They got a lot of vets on that team. That um, well, a lot. They have Chris Paul and they have Gallinari and St- Stephen Adams is a vet at this point, I think, um, and maybe Schroeder. But yeah, that's a team that could take advantage. And Utah's a team that we've seen have pretty high highs, right? They had this one high where they had. You know, for like a month and a half or two months, they had, uh, you know, offensive rating that was higher than the Mavs. And then they have these low lows where they just go on five-game losing streaks. You know, I think they went on two of those in the last two months or so. And so uh, would they come back on one of those highs or would they come back on one of those lows, right? Like they could lose the series in five if they're, you know, playing as bad as they were throughout a couple of those stretches. OKC is in the same category as Dallas for me to where if I was another team in that Western Conference picture – those are the two like lower seeds, if we want to say, that I would not want to see. Yeah. OKC and Dallas. And they just match up well and all that. But speaking of that, I'm assuming we're going to talk Dallas Clippers next. Uh, yes. I mean, Houston, Denver wouldn't want to see Houston either, right? Like, you, you'd kind of want that, but that's also, you're asking to play James Harden. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I know. Yeah, but all I, three I know of those I'm, teams I've, are dangerous. I know I've said this before, but it's like, I would just. I would rather play Houston in Oklahoma City in the playoffs. Wow. And I could be just all wrong wow. about that. But I disagree. On I just OKC scares me more than Houston come playoff time. But Clippers versus Mavericks, I'm sure, you know, as the summer goes or the summer. <laughs> as this break goes on, we'll talk more about this matchup. But man, what's your first in- instinct on how many games the Mavs can take? Because I think they could take one and then be clutch, be clutch on a second, and then, you know basically a coin toss if they take two like that's my feeling on my gut instinct yeah i mean one of the things obviously if they get fully healthy and this thing comes back in june then you're looking at a fully healthy mavs team with the exception of of brunson and dwight obviously so you're like hey they're not fully healthy i get that but i'm saying fully healthy as far as you're hoping luca kp the rest of the guys are pretty much full strength and so that's that's definitely a positive but yeah, I mean, the Clippers, it just happens to be the freaking Clippers who I still have as my finals team. I still think that the Clippers win the championship. So, um should have won some more games, what? Isaac. Shouldn't have shouldn't have thrown some of those games. Come on. We were we were saying that to you and you just weren't listening. But I mean, if you're going to face the Clippers, this would be the this would be the scenario in which you like I would much rather play them coming off a two and a half month break 
and or however long it is, you're back, you know, at least fully healthy with the players that you have, and then just hope that you can try to take some type of advantage of, hey, they haven't played a ton of games together, fully healthy. Maybe they got some chemistry stuff. Maybe you can try to catch them off guard. You can, you know, catch fire. At least they don't have any superstars that. that transcend the game and don't need teammates to be to to play well. I mean, man. <laughs> I will say Sorry, this. Somebody, somebody mentioned this to me. Uh, a media person. Uh, I was we were talking about this matchup. It was nervous. at one of the last one of the last Mavs games that I was at, and it was a a, a thought that I hadn't thought of is with the Mavericks getting to the playoffs this year. A lot of us think that hey, that's a success in its own self right there. That if they, I am know, one of just those. getting just getting the, I am too. Just getting there, the experience that it gives Luca. That even when you see these the pat these past uh, stars when they get to the playoffs, a lot of them get put out, you know, pretty quick, in their first run, their first like experience of the playoffs. And for a lot of them, you've you've heard them talk about it over the years, and it's this learning experience. It's this, okay, I got to the playoffs, and then I'm like, all right, this is this is uh, I thought I was good. But then I saw the level that I needed to be at, you know, like this is uh, OK. This is the this is what playoff basketball is. And this media person told me, they said, if that's going to happen, what better of a team for it to happen from than the Clippers? Ooh, that it's literally it's literally the worst one. It's Kawhi, Paul George, the best defense in the world. The, you know, the arguably the best team that if the Mavericks go in there and it's like, this is playoff basketball. And let's just say they get beaten five, six, or God forbid it's a sweep. I don't think it would be a sweep. I think Mavericks would get one or two. I think Rick Carlisle gets you one game. And I think the talent gets you another. And the fact that so the I Mavs are so good after one loss, right? Like that means something, yeah. I think. In the regular season, they're, you know, one of the best teams after a, a loss. And I think that means something going into the playoffs. Now, the clutch stuff is something different, but I think that that record means True. something going to the playoffs. So I think coming out of a series like that, and if Luka looks at that and it's like, his only taste of playoff basketball is being guarded by Kawhi, Paul George, Ooh. Beverly, and that defense. And it's like, that's the level I got to strive for. That's the level I got to work my butt off this summer for. If that's what's in his brain, then everything else is going to be second, right? Because that's the best defense. That's the best, if we want to say, team. So I think that's that's one angle that you can look at that really made me think about him. Like, all right, if he's going to learn about you know, the playoffs and get his feet wet in the playoffs, then dang, what better of a team than the Clippers to show him what playoff basketball is. Leave it to us to find a positive in playing the Clippers in the first round. It's our brand. There you go. It's our brand. There you go, guys. We'll be back live game pod, 8 p.m. Central time on Tuesday. Tonight. Hot Mike. Join. The link is in the description of this podcast. Come play games with us. It'll be fun. Peace out. Boom. Boom.